0: Welcome to iChurch. Our mission is to break bondage, inspiring you. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, iChurchOKA.com. But now, get ready for what God has to say to you. Or what you had in your heart. But I know that the devil's not going to stop me from delivering this message the way I need to deliver it to your heart. And I'm going to preach it whether you like it or not. And let me tell you from this point, this message is hard. This message is tough. And this message is really, 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 really difficult to listen. You're going to hear to this message and some of you are going to get upset at me. Some of you are going to get mad at me. But that's not going to stop me from delivering what I need to deliver to your heart today. Because God is looking for somebody. You heard me? You heard me? Youth, old, I don't care how old you are. God is looking for someone this day. To stand up and start living to the full potential. To stand up and break the chains that have been holding you and your family for years. And God is looking for that person today. God is looking for that person today. And that is why I need to deliver this message the way that I need to deliver this message. You've seen it in t-shirts. You've seen it in banners. You've seen it in cars. Me and my house shall serve God. Me and my family shall worship the Lord. You've seen it over and over and over and over and over, and I've seen it over and over and over. But let me explain to you when have I seen it the most. Let me tell you when I saw it the most. I saw it the most in my mom. See, for you, it could be a banner in the back of a car. For me, it's picture after picture after picture all through my house. I think that I'm pretty, I'm 90% sure that's her favorite verse. Me and my house shall serve God. Me and my house shall serve the Lord. And the way that I lived through it, it wasn't by her making me and forcing me into believing that there was a God and we're created to worship that God and bring him glory and praise day after day after day. For me, it wasn't that she forced me to do it. It's that I saw her do it day after day after day. I saw her, me laying down and opening up my eyes and her right beside my bed declaring prophecy after prophecy after prophecy over my life. Believing that I am made for more than what this world tells me that I am made for. And God had to send somebody, God had to send a mother, God had to send a woman that believes and acknowledges his power to portray it into me and to remind me that I am made for greatness and that my family is going to serve and worship the Lord for always, years after years after years. Do you want that? Do you want that? Because maybe you didn't have the blessing that I have. But God sent me today to make you the blessing that I had in your family. God sent me today to give you this word so that you are that mom, so that you are that dad that I had to put over your kids, to put over your family, and to declare blessings for your life, and to break the chains that the devil has on you. And that's what I'm here to do today. That's what I'm here to do today. This month, as I said, we're going to be speaking about Joshua 24:15. Me and my house, half of the verse, half of this verse, the end of the verse, says, me and my house shall serve the Lord. Let me give you a little bit of background of what's going on in this specific moment. Now I'm going to teach you a little bit. Moses died. Moses is the leader. He takes the Israelites out of Egypt, out of captivity. And he's walking and he's taking them to the promised land. Their goal, Moses' goal, is to take his people to the promised land. And Moses dies. And when Moses dies, here comes Joshua. Here comes little Joshua to become the leader. Now Joshua's main goal is the goal that was Moses, to finish the job. All that Joshua had to do was finish the job. Take them to the promised land. Show them the glory of God. Show them the power of God. There's a problem, though. The promised land had people in it. They're wanna go to the promised land. They want to live in the promised land, the land that God said that was gonna be theirs, but there has people inside. Who says so what's the problem? Then now they can't just waltz in and get the promised land. Now they're gonna have to fight for the promised land. Hmm. Now they're gonna have to fight for the promised land. Because if they would have been smart enough to stay in the promised land, now they wouldn't have to fight it. But because they made mistakes, because they went through a lot of difficulty, now they're gonna have to fight for the promised land. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. I start the intro of my message I'm telling you that it's going to be rough And in this series I'm going to confront you And in this series pastor is going to come up here And he's going to confront you And he's going to tell you that you need to change things in life That you need to adjust That you need to make happen Because it sounds awesome Me and my house shall worship the Lord But it's not that simple It takes a fight It takes a fight Look at somebody next to you and say it takes a fight It takes a fight takes a fight and it requires a change it requires for you to change church say with me change say with me louder change help me preach church say uh-huh. with me change romans 12 2 sets, do not be conformed to this present world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind renewing of your mind. God says you need to change. You need to renew your mind. You can't just settle. You can't just be little old you forever, forever and ever and ever and ever and live doing the things you do always. You need to change and you need to renew your mind because the promised land is going to require a fight. It's going to require a change mm-hmm. and unless you are able to do the change, unless you're willing to do the change you're not going to get to the promised land. You're not going to get to the promised land. You need to be able to fight let me tell you guys a huge blessing that happened in my life the other day. I want to get married. For me, that's the biggest blessing ever. You guys should have done like, ooh. Yeah, I want to get married. I'm super excited. She's right there. Beautiful. Perfection of God. I want to get married with this woman. But, you know, in order to get married with this woman, what do I need? I need a bunch of stuff. And one of the things I need is a house. Right? Correct? I need a house to be able to get married her take her to a house I don't want to live in the middle of the street. So God is so awesome and so amazing that this week I received one of the biggest blessings of my life. This week we found a house and we signed and now we're getting into a house this week. And for me, that is my promised land. Oh, great, great. So that's your promised land, but you didn't have to fight for it. I started in ministry and when I started in ministry, I would work 30 to 40 hours a week. And you know what they would pay me? A gift card of Walmart, 25 bucks. I worked in this church for over a year receiving gift cards of 25 bucks. And whenever we go out to eat at Taco Bell, I can't use a Walmart card in Taco Bell. So I didn't even have no money to go nowhere. People were like, hey, you want to hang out? And I was like, sure, Walmart. I ain't got nothing else. I ain't got nothing else. Hey, you want to do something? Yeah, let's go to Walmart. Oh, Walmart was the only thing I could do. Thank God they have a gas station. If not, I would have died. Thank God they had a gas station. I had to go to Carnover, and that's how they would pay me. Also, oh, what does that mean? That I had to fight. I didn't just woke up and, oh, look, there's a house. Great. Woo. No. I had to fight in order to receive my promised land. I have to be willing to change. My pride was eating me alive every time that I would receive one of those Walmart gift cards. I was right here cocky. Okay, you work for Walmart gift cards. Only one. 25 bucks. Go for it. It was hard. Knowing that I had talents, knowing that I had dreams, but I had to give them all away to serve God. I had to fight for my promised land, had to fight my pride, I had to fight my ego in order to receive. And with time, because I was steady, because I was faithful, God blessed me. And now I have a house. But it requires a fight. Joshua had to fight. And when I say he had to fight, he had to fight. Where do you think Joshua 1-9 came from? Be courageous and strong. Do not tremble. Stand, go, fight. What do you think that comes from? Because Joshua is standing and he's about to go into war with, with a lot of people. And God is saying, don't back out. Joshua's freaking out. He's going to take a group of people that were probably not trained in battle, that were probably not soldiers, to go and fight against a city who settled with soldiers and an army and a kingdom. And he's going to go and he's going to fight. And he's freaking out. And God is saying, be strong. Be courageous. Fight through it. And you know the hardest part about it? That when they went into the promised land, it wasn't just, okay, let's go. Let's go seven times around Jericho. Ooh, seven times, okay, let's go. Yeah. No, they had to go seven times. And after the walls was down, they would have to go into every single city and kill everything. Mm. no swear, what? Yes, they had to go in and they had to kill children. They had to kill dogs, puppies. I don't know if they have puppies, but if they had, they had to kill it. I had to kill everybody. I had to kill everything. That's what they, God told them to do. Oh, sweet God is so bad. No, 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 no. God is so smart because God knew what those people would become. If you read the story and if you understand the story, those people that they decided not to kill because that's rude. How am I going to kill a puppy? Those puppies became pit bulls. They came to bite the Israelites in the ass. Whatever you don't do today, whatever you don't care, whatever you don't take care of today. We'll come back and we'll bite you. We'll come back and we'll eat you. God is looking for somebody that's willing to do the little things. God is looking for somebody that's willing to do the hard things. Because he knows that if you don't take care of them today. Why is God asking for me to to break up with my boyfriend? Why is God asking for me to leave this job when I'm getting so much money? Why is God asking for me to say sorry to my wife now? I don't want to be wrong. God is saying it because he knows that if you don't do it today, tomorrow will become an army and it will come back to haunt you and take everything that was for you. So you need to start doing the little stuff, bro. You need to start doing the little stuff, girl. Sir, ma'am, do it now. No matter how hard it is. Fight, fight, fight. Look at somebody next to you and say, fight in the little, fight in the little. Fight. Fight. Now, they have the promised land, so we can get to the chase. They have the promised land. They're all there. They're all happy. And Joshua's dying. And before Joshua dies, he says, me and my house shall worship the Lord. And that's what we're going to be studying. We're not going to be studying the verse, me and my house shall serve the Lord even though we are breaking that down but we're going to show you what it took for for Joshua to get there eight steps took for Joshua to get to this point when he said me and my house shall serve the Lord that was Joshua 24 uh, verse 15 and today we're going to go into Joshua 24 verse 1 we're going to start all the way from the beginning and we're going to break down step 1 and 2 you ready you ready yeah. okay lift your hand and say i'm ready Okay, after this, y'all should make like a ringtone of my voice or something like that. It's disgusting. Okay? So, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, say it like me. I'm ready. I'm ready. There you go. All right. Joshua 24, verse 1 says the following Joshua assembled. Stop. Okay, step one. Easy, huh? Second, second, second word. Today you're gonna be in and out. Joshua chapter 1 says, Then Joshua assembled the first step. In order for you to achieve a declaration of faith, in order for you to achieve one of the biggest blessings in the world is that you're going to have to stop and assemble. Say with me, assemble. Now looking for somebody that's not close to you and say, hey, assemble, 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 assemble. Point at them and say, assemble. Joshua assembled all the Israelites. Look, it says, Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God they presented themselves before God. So today, instead of just teaching you step one and two, I'm going to execute them. How about that? So instead of telling you what step one and two is, I'm going to execute him. And this is how I'm going to do it. First step is what? Assembled. We need to assemble. You need to assemble your family. You need to assemble your house. So, Chris or Boogie, somebody bring me a chair from up there. Bring me one of those chairs. Doesn't matter which one. The long the, the little one. That one. Bring me that one. Okay. Bring it over here. I want you to put it right here. And I am going to start assembling so you can understand the message of today. I'm going to put it like this Assemble. Bring your family with you. So I'm going to bring my future wife. I'm going to ask her to come right here. Everybody, give her a round of applause. My future wife, a round of applause. See you sit here, babe. Today, instead of just preaching this sermon, instead of just teaching about this sermon, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do step one, I'm going to do step two. Step one, check. Okay? So let's keep on preaching. I'm going to preach to you, babe. All right? I'm going to preach to you. The first thing you need to do is that you need to assemble. No matter how hard it is, you need to get together with your family, church. No, come on, come on, that was better. No matter how hard it is, you need to get together with your family. You need to get together with the people that are besides you. You need to be with them. You need to spend time with them. That is what God wants from you, that is what God requires of you. And until you do that, so simple, you're not going to be able to serve the Lord. Me and my house shall serve the Lord. How are you going to do that if you wouldn't even have a house? How are you gonna do that if you don't even have a family? You wanna know what a family is? A family is not just whoever's your relatives, it's not just blood, and you know that. Family is not just your blood, family is the people you live with, family is the people you grow with, the people you care for, the people you, you love. Because some of you don't have a family. You're like, I oh, swear so I don't get that. Okay, let me put it to you another let me put it to you this way: a kid, her mom and her dad abandon him, and then the kid grows up with another person with another lady who takes care of the kid who's the kid's mom the lady or the parents that abandoned him the lady it's easier for us to see it that way and when they grow up you see how they say you are my mom have anybody seen tarzan that's pretty radical the gorilla is definitely not his mom but in his mind it is he's like this lady gave birth to me but you are my mom gorilla that's his family, Tarzan. It's the best way to explain it to you, right? That's his real family. That's his people. So you got to figure out who's your family. Who did you grow with? Who did you love? Who do you live with? And look at what 1 Timothy 5.8 says. But if someone does not provide, say it with me, provide for his own, especially his own family, he has denied the faith and is worse, worse than an unbeliever. Paul writes in 1 Timothy, and Paul says, hey, if you don't provide for the people you grow with, if you don't provide for the people that you love, if you don't provide for the people that you care for, oh, he's just talking about food. No, he's talking about providing love, providing comfort, providing a shoulder to cry. He's saying if you don't spend time with your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. You're worse. You denied your faith. How are you going to have your faith? How are you going to declare? How are you going to love Jesus if you don't spend time with your family? You know what was the first thing that God created? Family. He created Adam, and immediately he saw that Adam was alone, and what did he give him? Eve. Like, here you go. Family. Grow with her. Live with her. Care for her. Love her. Provide for her. How, 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 how are you going to love God if you don't even respect or care for the first thing that he created in the first social institution that he put in this world, which is Family. Spend time with your family, people, please. Spend time with that friend in school who's always got in your back. Spend time with him. He's family. He's your bro. Everybody has that. Gio, Gio's my bro. He's not my blood family. He's not as good looking as my blood family. But I love him. He's a cool dude. And his family, what he needs, I'm gonna give it. And I spend time with him. Sometimes he calls me. He's like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, no, I'm just chilling at the house. I'm gonna go spend some time with you between our between schedules. I'm gonna spend some time with you. And I spend some time with him. I spend some time with Marcus. Marcus is like my brother. He lives with me. We love him. And he's gonna go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Everybody say ah. Uh. Everybody say Marcus, you suck. No, I'm no, just kidding. Just kidding. Listen. No, listen. We love him. We love. You. We love you, Marcus. But you need to spend time with your family. So step number one, assemble. Say with me, assemble. Lauder, assemble. And spend time with your family. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now let's go to step number two. Step number two and last step. I swear that's it. Yeah. Step number two and last step. This step's going to take me a while. I got you. Uh, step number two. <laughs> Some of you were like, yeah, step two. Oh, my God. Step two is like an hour. Um, Joshua. No, I'm just kidding. Not that long. 45 minutes. Then, (laughs) step number two, Joshua 24 verse two. Joshua told all the people, who? Who did he say? All the people. Here is what the Lord God of Israel says. So God of Israel is speaking and he's speaking through who? God is speaking through who? Perfect. And look at what Joshua says out of his mouth because God was speaking to him. In the distant past, look at that, look at it. Look at it. let's read it from here this is what the Lord God of Israel says long ago your ancestors including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor <laughs> those names are disgusting man, I'm sorry I'm always going to read them like weird to make you laugh, I don't know how it's supposed to say it. Abraham and Nahor lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods so a long time ago they were worshipping other gods and look at what God does, look at verse 3 but I, God says, verse 3, But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him through Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, verse 4. And to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country of Seir to Esau. But Jacob and his family went down to Egypt. Jacob and his family went down to Jeep. God, right here, look at what God is doing. I'm going to explain it to you and then we're going to go back around it. God, right here, right here, babe, God is telling them through Joshua, a long time ago, you were messed up. A long time ago, you were worshiping other gods. A long time ago. And because you were worshiping other gods and you were messed up, I took you from there. And I gave you Abraham, and to Abraham I gave many descendants, and I gave him Isaac, and I gave him Jacob, and I gave him Esau, and I gave him a bunch of things. A long time ago, God is saying, I saved you, people. A long time ago, I did this for you. A long time ago, I blessed you. I took care of you. How many of you have been taken care from God? God is saying, I took care of you. I blessed you. I was with you. Now, before we continue, I want to show you guys something. There's this movie. Before we continue, I just, this thought just hit me, and I just want you guys to, to, to check it out. There's this movie called Master of Disguise. How many of you have seen that movie? Baboon, baby. Master of Disguise. Heck yeah. This movie is amazing. Let me tell you what happened in this movie. This movie is a family that saves the world. Notice how I put the world to make it dramatic. This, this is a family that saves the world by putting on disguises. disguise. They put different disguises and 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 then they saved the world now there was this one time this man that decided not to put costumes anymore and not to tell his kid about his family tradition so until one day they steal the dad and the kid needs to save the dad and what the kid does is that the kid calls the grandpa and the grandpa tells him hey you have a talent is that you can disguise really fast and that's how you can save your parents and then in this movie they do a bunch of characters let me show you some of the characters that they do in this movie just in case you remember remember this one Turtle, turtle, yeah turtle. For those of you that you remember, for those of you that don't remember, then you're like this dude is weird. But that picture's pretty funny. It's good for a meme. Somebody should use it for a meme or something. Turtle. That was one of the one of the characters. Look at the other character. Another character that they had was this dude, the Indian dude. And this dude would start like (laughs) And the snake would come out, and he would literally turn Indian, and he could control the cobra, and he would pet it, and the cobra would like lick his 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 neck and everything, and he was like. All... That's my impression of a, of a flute. <laughs> Look at another character. Look at another character that they had in this year. This dude, remember him? Him in the movie, he would go up to people, and he would go like, "This is what you're doing. This." is what I want you to do. He would always say, this is, okay, church, say with me. Come on, put your hand up. Come on, come on. I know old people, you want to do it too. This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Good job, good job. <laughs> Some of you are really excited, like, yeah. <laughs> Look at another character, the cherries. He needs to go into a house, and he disguises like a cherry pie, and nobody can find him. He's walking around, and he's a moving cherry pie, and nobody can notice a dude. And he's walking around, and he's throwing cherries and spitting cherries. And when the cherry hits people, they go down like if it was a bullet. And everybody's like, ah, ah. Everybody's dying because of cherries. And he dresses up like a cherry dude, and he's the best cherry dude I've ever seen in my life. Do we have another one? Yeah, and then the last but not least, the Scarface. He dressed up like Scarface, and he would go, and he would, what the, 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 He would talk like that. He would make a character. He'd be like, (coughs) Oh, I know y'all want to do it. Come on, let's do it. One, two, three. Release the stress. Release the stress. Come on, say one more time. One, two, three.
1: There
0: you go. There you go. Come on, doesn't that make you happy? Come on, give a round of applause. Give a round of applause. There you go. There you go. But this movie is incredible. Another thing that happens in the movie, I really, really like this movie. So that's why I'm talking about it for a long time. Another thing that happens in this movie is that this dude is such a wimp, he can't fight. But his grandpa teaches him to use psychology. And what he does is that whenever he fights, he always says, who's your daddy? Y'all see that? He's like, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And this man, he's like, quien es tu papa? Papa. And he does this for real. I'm not. You see the movie. He goes like, he goes like, who's your daddy? And he starts. And he beats the crap out of everybody. And the reason that he does that is because the grandpa tells him, whenever you do that, you demoralize. You demoralize them because you're telling them, you're reminding them who has the power. You remind him. you're saying, who's your daddy, huh? Who's powerful here, huh? Who's got the power? Who's strong? Who made you? Who created you? Who's, who's the best of the best of the best? Who's your daddy? And so he would go out to people all the time. He'd be like, who's your daddy, huh? huh? Who's your daddy? And he would beat his opponents because constantly he was reminding, I got the power. I got the power. Who's your daddy? But yeah, this movie, it's amazing. I love this. I love this movie. Look, I'm tired. Speaking about this movie. I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to drink some more. This movie's incredible. Me and my brother used to watch it all the time. And uh, the message is guy. Uh, remember that? When we used to do that. Yeah. Good times, good times. But yeah, but the movie, I love the movie, yeah. But anyways, isn't God amazing? Isn't God incredible? God is, like, awesome, like... That's what I'm just going to continue the sermon. Um, God is awesome. In the Bible, God does such a, so, so much big things. You know what God does in the Bible? There's one time the Israelites are freaking out and they have an army behind them. And you've probably heard this story, but when you think about it, it's impressive. The army's coming behind them, and Moses stands in front of the water and he's freaking out. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then God tells him, Come on, lift your hands. I got you. He lifted his hand, and God, with power, divided a whole sea. He divided the sea. He divided your God, my God, the one we serve today, divided the sea. Yeah. This guy is awesome. This God is incredible. One of the things that God did is that God comes up to this dude, and it's never raining. He like, hey, yo, build an ark. Build an ark. And when you build an ark, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to send all the animals. Imagine how crazy he's that. God's like, build a boat. I'm going to send lions. Okay, stop right there, God. Don't count on me. I'll live the flood, but then the lion will kill me. Freaking out. So God controls all the animals, and and Noah builds his boat, and all of a sudden, a lion girl and a lion boy show up, and then a tiger girl and a tiger boy shows up. I don't know how to say them in English, okay? So I'm just going to go with lion boy, tiger girl. Uh, uh, A cowboy and a cow girl. Bull. Bull. I got that one. A giraffe and a giraffe O. Everybody's just showing up. And they're showing up and they're walking. God is amazing. Your God and my animal, your Your God and my God controls my animal. Good save, huh? You should tell that to my mom though. She's like, God control our dog, because our dog poops everywhere. He's a year and he still poops everywhere. His poop is like this big though. He's like Chihuahua and stuff, and he pulls like this big, so it's not that hard to clean. Well, yeah, he controls all the animals. Ah, amazing! Another thing that God does: there's a bunch of prophets, and they're praising to a fake God. They're praising to Baal, and they're all oh, yeah, Baal, Baal, send the fire, send the fire, Baal, Baal, send the fire. And that doesn't work, so they start cutting themselves. What a weirdo! Send the fire, <laughs> send the fire, send the fire. <laughs> In the fire, and nothing happens. And then, all of a sudden, comes the man of God, stands in front of him. He's like, Little wimps, I got this. God, fire! I was <laughs> pretty good, bro. I was expecting something big to happen. God, fire! And then, fire comes out Your God and my God sends fire from heaven. When we call for fire, fire comes down. When we call for power, power comes down. When we need to divide the sea, God divides the sea. Because our God is strong. Our God is great. Our God is powerful. Your God, my God, is strong. Amazing. Amazing. Creates the heavens. Creates the sea. And look at how amazing is his love, not only his power, but his love that he sends his son, his only son, to come and get beaten up, to come and get killed, humiliated, to go through your pain into my pain just so we could be safe, just so we could be safe. Thank you, God. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you for dividing the seed. Thank you for controlling the animals. Thank you for creating the world. Thank you for sending your kid down to earth. Thank you for sending fire into my life when I need it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are amazing. You are God and forever and ever and ever I will serve and my family will serve you, 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 and only you, only you. You're the only one that deserves it. But even if I I can't articulate it good enough, I found this video to explain to you who God is. I found this video to explain to you what He does. To see His power. Check out this video. Check out this video. I want you to to concentrate in this video. And I want you to reflect on it. And if at any point you feel good, I want you to stand up. You ask me
1: who He is.
0: You believe it. Stand up and lift your hands when you find something.
1: He is God. He is a fountain, never running dry, the answer to all questions, why? He is peace, he is glory, and glory increase. He is house, and he is home. He is shelter when you roam. He is faith, and he is love. He came down from above to be in the world, but not of, sinless like a dove. He is canceled debt. He is all we get, all we need. He is end all and be all. The all in all, almighty, all powerful, and all hope after the fall. He is called. And we are answer. His love is like cancer, leading not just to death, but to resurrection. He is my hopeful infection, my vote for election. Place him on the throne of your heart. He is start and he is end, where broken hearts go to mend. He is send and he is return. He is fire, so let it burn, let it sing, let it praise. He is all of my days, weeks, months, and years. He is blood, sweat, and holy tears. He is persevere, he is without fear, and he is drawing near. He is light, he is sight, he is fight, he is might, and he is more than right, he is good. He is everything that we should but could not be. He took blindness so that we could see and be set free. He is freedom and we need him. The heavens have decreed him. You ask me who he is and he is God.
0: Come on, I don't know if that's powerful, but I'm looking for somebody that can stand up and give him all the glory. and give him all the power. He is God. He is strong. He is powerful. Come on, church, don't get tired. This ain't for me. This ain't for the one beside you. This is for Jesus. This is for Jesus. He is. Okay, sit, sit, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You didn't get it you didn't get it that's why you're not as on fire as I am some of you are looking at me like what did you just do what did you just talk about some of you are confused some of you are getting weird out I was just doing step two babe I'm just doing it right now doing it I was doing it for you I was doing it so that you could understand it check it check it Joshua chapter 24 verse 2 Joshua chapter 24 verse 2 look at what it says, look at what it says, Joshua said to all the people this is what the Lord of the God of Israel says Joshua said to all the people what God was telling him and what God was sending him to say long ago your ancestors including Terah the father of Abraham and Nahor lived beyond the Euphrates river and worshipped other gods, verse, next verse, next verse but I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants i did a miracle i gave him isaac i got into isaac i gave jacob and esau i assigned the hill of Sarah to esau but jacob and his family went down to egypt went down to egypt went down to egypt god is saying through joshua all his power all his glory all his might god is reminding them through joshua of who he is and all he has done. Because he knew that Joshua knew all the power of God. Oh, you still don't get it. You still don't get it. It's still missing. It's still missing. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. So God, today, because you don't get it, because you don't understand how to get to the declaration, God is sending me, and I'm standing right in front of you, saying, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Oh, who's your daddy? The reason that the weird dude said, who's your daddy? Is because he would tell the enemy. He would tell the opponent. I understand that my father's strong. I understand that my father is brave. I understand that my father has the power. He was reminding them, who has the power? Who's your daddy, church? Who's your daddy, church? Who's your daddy, church? Come on, come on. Who's your daddy, church? You don't get it. 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 Assemble your family. And remind to yourself every day, who's your daddy? Your daddy is God. Your daddy is might. Your daddy divided the seas your daddy sent down the fire, your daddy controls the animals, your daddy created all the earth, your daddy sent his son so he can die for you, so that today you can be free, your daddy gave you freedom, your daddy gave you healing, your daddy is calling you so you can break those chains that have been holding you back to becoming the person that you're supposed to be your daddy's standing right here and telling you you want to serve God, you want to serve God, the first thing you got to do is that you got to assemble your family and you got to tell your family, your God and my God is strong, he is powerful and if we understand that, he will use you to sit beside a, bl- a bed of a little kid one day, he's going to use you. So one day, whenever you and me have kids, he's going to use you. Like he used that woman right there to stand beside it and to tell them, me and you are going to serve God. You, All you need to do is understand that he is powerful and he's got you and he's got me and he will always have us. And if you understand his power and if you learn to understand his grace and if you learn to understand his strength, he will use you. He will use you bigger than you've ever thought. Cause that's what he has for you. If nobody gets you, I know you got it. But for you. For you. who's Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? you understand your father's power do you understand your father's love then right now all you gotta do all you gotta do all God's calling you to do is to assemble To proclaim his grace and his power, will you say, here I am? Will you not be ashamed? I told you at the beginning that God is looking for somebody that can break the chains. That God is looking for somebody that can stand up and say, here I am. I will go. I understand your power. Speak through me. Use my hands. Use my tongue. Use everything that I am and make me yours. Is that going to be you? Is that going to be you? I got seven minutes left. I'm not going to use all seven minutes. Stop one more. Father, stop stop for a moment. Ever since we started this sermon today, ever since we started service today, I don't know if you felt it, Pastor. I'm going to talk from the heart because it makes me sad. I feel that the devil has so many of you tied up. I feel a, f- a spirit of anguish. feel a spirit of numbness in this room. feel a f- spirit of pride. I feel some of you look at me. And even though you know the word is for you, you don't want to hear it because it's coming from a dude with a long short in Congress. That's not my problem. Huh? So why does it make you sad because you're rejected? It makes me sad because God has so many things for you. God has so many things for Hickory and for your life. And he calls you every single day. If there's something that makes me happy, something. It's to see youth break the chains. Is to see adults say, I'm not going to be numb. I'm not going to be down. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to recognize my dad. Not yet, not yet. It makes me happy. So happy when I see that other people finally get it. But the devil's got you you all so tied up. Don't you understand? I'm going to talk to every single American that's in the room. Don't you understand that every generation that goes by is more numb and numb and numb? Don't you understand that your kids don't want to come to church anymore? For all the youth, for all the youth American, don't you understand that you're a rebel right now sitting in this room makes you a rebel? The only reason we can walk, the only reason we can live in the United States is because a man decided to come down from heaven and to die for us, to give us freedom. Freedom in the U.S. comes from him, comes from the belief of our founders. They gave us freedom not to step away. They gave us freedom to step closer. The devil's got you so tied up. Today in worship, none of you were free to worship. I didn't feel one person free to worship. And during my whole message, you understand what I'm saying. But something's tying you up. And all I'm saying is who is, please, please, one person, don't leave this room. Who is your daddy? It's not not for me. I don't want you to stand up and to yell for me. No, Señor que brinda. Not for me. For him. Saying I love you. I owe you everything that I am. You're my daddy. You saved me. You were with me in the bed when nobody was with me. This mess was for you. I know that gonna be really few people. I want you to stand up and come right here with me. Come to the altar with me and recognize my your daddy. Because I'm gonna do it with my future wife, whether you do it or not. I'm gonna. Come.